This is episode number 136 with Sarah Shepard and Erica Bigadike. Welcome to Transform Talks, the only podcast that cuts straight through the hype and noise on supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, the CEO and co-founder of the Future Insights Network. Join me as I uncover the stories and delve deeper into the topics that really matter to you. The world, rightly so, celebrated the vigor and tenacity of supply chain leaders displayed during the COVID-19 pandemic, setting a precedent for a new standard of leadership. It's one that challenges leaders to wear many hats rather than just one. One that requires the ability to instill confidence in others at a time of extreme uncertainty and distress. One that fosters trust, celebrates failure, and inspires personal growth. As consumers, shareholders, and regulatory bodies demand more from organizations, well, organizations are going to demand more from their supply chains, and that's putting tremendous pressure on leaders to accelerate transformation. Now, let's add geopolitical tensions, natural disasters, and declining raw material availability to the mix, and it leaves many questioning why they join the supply chain profession at all. Well, okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, but my point is that it's a difficult time to be a supply chain professional, and it's only going to become more complex. In this episode, I'm joined by Managing Director Sarah Shepard and Principal Consultant and Commercial Director Erica Bigadike from Sequoia. We're going to explore the three traits today's supply chain leader must embody to prosper at a time where business continuity is at constant risk. Both Sarah and Erica have a wealth of experience across multiple industries, sectors, and work environments. They've been leading and delivering complex supply chain projects that span the four areas of Sequoia's capability building offering, structure, processes, tools, and people. I'm excited to tap into Erica and Sarah's collective experience in helping supply chain leaders perform at their peak. So let's dive straight into this. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Erica. Welcome to Transform Talks. Thank you. Hi, Maria. Good to see you. I am really excited to talk to you both about, um, about people, about leadership, about the changing face of business at the moment. But, you know, I think, I think what I want to talk about is as or how I want to jump straight in is to think about how the last two years of the pandemic has all it's been all about firefighting. It's been all about crisis management. But today, now we're asking leaders to develop perhaps a new standard of leadership to to, to try to achieve some of their goals. You know, we we uh, during the pandemic we witnessed an obsession with building trust and openness, collaboration, rapport, and inspiring inquisitiveness, decisiveness, and you know, learning with teams, which is all great stuff. I think one of the things that was great during the pandemic, if you think about now, alongside maintaining those areas of focus, what other soft skills do you think supply chain leaders need to embody as part of their transformation efforts? Absolutely right. The the pressure of the pandemic really brought those skills to the fore. Um, and I think that's vital that as leaders, we maintain that, but also build on that and, and explore other ways of working and, and, and maybe things that we haven't thought about before. So it's absolutely clear that all of this uncertainty is not going to go away. We're going to be living with it for a long, long time. Um, certainly, we think, you know, a couple of years, possibly even five years before we get back to a situation where we really know what's happening. Um, and so that living with uncertainty becomes a very, very important part of the leadership role and um, displaying certain behaviours and, and ways of working, I, I would say, is, is, is vital in terms of how we approach things. So 
is things like the courage to take risks, the honesty to admit, actually, I don't know this. I'm not sure about this. We need to find out more. We need to work together. Um, it's about how we deal with failure, because inevitably, with a more uncertain environment, then absolutely, then we have more opportunities to fail, and we need to embrace that. And of course, during the pandemic, that has happened. But we need to maintain that, and we need to um, build on that. Um, and then it's about you know engaging, motivating, encouraging those skills within within our team, and, and having that openness to explore new ways of, of uh, dealing with what with, with the uncertainty. I'd add to that, it's that ability to, to be able to actually say something is not working. Mm. Um, and therefore, you know, whatever projects we had in place to do this development and this improvement, that's not right anymore. Stop, readdress the situation, and then move forward, forward with what is appropriate. And realize that isn't about losing face that's about being um better uh, equipped for moving forward rather than trying to make uh, the same approach fit to something that isn't going to work anymore so yeah, a lot of a lot of kind of what makes like you know not saying you're de defeatist but actually you're saying a realistic um a view to what's going on forward so like i was saying fail fail it's okay to fail but fail quickly uh, yeah. and move on from there. I mean, yeah. I, I like what you said there about not doing the same things that we did before, um, because we're totally working in a different mm -hmm. environment. I think I think there are a lot of people, I don't know who they are, but I think there are a lot of people that are thinking we're back to 2019 now, uh, mm -hmm. so business as usual. What, what do you think of that? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. The amount of uncertainty that clients are dealing with at the moment is um, off the scale, really, whether that's, you know, um, supply risk, whether it's understanding demand in terms of uh, markets and, and uh, volumes and so on, it, it's that that degree of uncertainty is something that is significant. It's constant, and we need to find ways to deal with it. There's, um, you know, a lot of things have changed both in supply and demand, and. Um, actually what we don't know is what's coming up behind us is there any holes or any bow waves that this has created so yeah you've got to be ready for the next bit of uncertainty for certain you know i read an article the other day about how ceos and i imagine that this goes to all decision makers really are still desperate for data to give them um answers in other words that they don't have enough data at their fingertips to be able to make informed decisions so do you think that um, all employees operating within all supply chain functions um, should be making data uh, the foundation of all decision making? Should they be trained to think that way? Definitely. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was good. Okay, yes. That. <laughs> um, we, we um, you, you know, you said bacon informed decisions. We call it numerically assisted thinking. Uh, it's okay. one of the core skills that we um, instill within ourselves as uh, consultants, but then um, very much look to develop in our clients. So, um, you know, there's plenty of good tools out there for grasping data together, portraying it in different ways and visualizing it. But actually, it's not always put in the right hands in each business. What do you mean by that? Can well, you expand on that a little bit without giving examples, obviously, but you know, what I mean? <laughs> naming names. 
naming what names and shaming. What you quite often see is these tools are put in the hands of um, analysts, data scientists and planners who haven't necessarily been brought along with the skills that need to get the best out of the process, whether that be knowing how to frame the business question they're trying to ask, answer, whether that's about um, you know, building flexibility into what they're trying to analyze so that they can use it in different ways for different means and aren't always trying to reinvent the wheel. How can they pull out the key messages? They can stare at data and look at visuals everywhere, but what are the key messages for the business um, and then how do you engage stakeholders with those key messages? There's a skill to being able to pull out um, those key messages, but then give enough technical detail that it's still explained as being a complex problem, but is still simple and concise enough for the people who need to take those messages away and act on them, get them. Yeah. And, and do you think, I mean, if, if, you, if we're to look at all of the um, skill sets that a modern day supply chain leader has to absolutely have to, to work in this kind of disruptive environment, if you had to pick three areas that they should really be a master of, what would they be? They need to be statisticians. So they need to understand both um, the probabilities, but also the types of risk. So you know, chronic versus acute risk, how to manage it, how likely are things to happen. Um, you know, that human beings are really bad at assessing risk. We're really poor at it. Um, and so having the understanding that the numbers can help you in that is really important. Um, then we need to be economists. So we need to be able to quantify the sometimes very complex trade-offs that exist within supply chain um, and uh, bring that into um, a set of numbers that are um, something that we can analyze, but also that we understand how they shift as the environment moves as well. Um, and finally, they need to be diplomats. So this idea of being really good communicators, people who are able to um, explain, negotiate, um, challenge in a healthy way. That is a really important part of a supply chain role. Um, and with all of that, um, get to really effective decision-making. So statisticians, economists, and diplomats. Erica, do you want to add anything to that? Well, um, I think that there's, there's things to think about in terms of the landscape that lies immediately ahead of us. So that whole thing around um, explaining risks, scenario planning, decided upon options, um, very much, I think, is a skill set that leaders necessarily don't need themselves, but they need to know the importance of them and having them within their team um, and uh, promoting a, a culture that thinks in that way which is not necessarily what has been previously required of supply chain teams. So they may need, may need to build that, they may need to develop that. Um, and then from their own perspective, you know, they suddenly have a seat at the top table, which really they didn't have before. Um, and so their decisions uh, are much more visible than they were previously. Clearly they are, um, uh, you know, you look at the newspapers, you look at online what's going on with the news and supply chain is just appearing everywhere in a way that it didn't before people never knew the word supply chain mm -hmm. in the common language so yeah that ability to bring 
communication of complex scenarios to board level and make those uh, uh, communications effective is a vital skill and uh, one that definitely leaders should be working with. I think you're absolutely right. I think I mean, we knew this when the pandemic was starting that supply chain would have a very vital role. I think everyone was predicting that it would be an important role, but what has certainly come out of this is the importance of the supply chain leader at, at a business level. That's not going to go away, is it? That's that's not going to go away. The supply chain leader is now firmly set you know, uh, in, in the strategic direction of the business. Do you think, going back to the skills of a supply chain executive, you know, from how it used to be 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people coming into the industry to today, is there more of a requirement for softer skills than there were when they were first coming into the marketplace? I think those skills were always important, but I think they weren't necessarily recognized so much. So I think that, um, you know, good supply chain leaders, ones that are effective and who have been able to, um, uh, you know, really achieve some positive things have always had those skills. Um, but now it's really apparent that they're needed. Now it is really recognized that they're needed. And, and actually what we're finding is that clients are, are struggling to, source those skills so finding people with that broad range of not only the analytical numerical side but also the communication the challenge the negotiation the compromise uh, side is is quite a struggle sometimes um, mm -hmm. and so you know that recognition is absolutely there that you need both sides of the coin you also mentioned something about how, um, you know, the uh, almost, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, so correct me if I'm doing it wrong, but almost as though the planners and the supply chain execs are sort of, or the supply chain leaders have all been in a silo to some degree, you know, worried about their square meter. And now that they have to make business decisions or how their, their decisions are affecting the wider business. Do, do you think that decision makers or leaders today need to understand the role that each department plays, each employee plays in the long, the grand scheme of things in order to deal with this kind of disruptive era that we're in. I say that the role, of, particularly actually of your team and them understanding that their role has changed and is now pivotal is one of the things that uh, supply chain leaders should be working on. Um, one, planners, et cetera, are very, very hard worked at the moment and yeah. um, are doing anything and everything to make the supply chain work and may have some sense of uh, the value they're adding, but yet because of the pressures they're under, being undervalued, feeling undervalued. Yes. Um, so I think in terms of that kind of everyone understanding the role and the, the position they play in the total business, that is one thing I would play on is the value that the planners are adding to the situation. Um, anything you think of, Sarah? I think, uh, you know, supply chain has always been pivotal and always needed to have that cross-functional, um, those cross-functional communications and decisions being um, taken effectively. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the spotlight has meant that not only supply chain teams, but the rest of the business recognises that role there. Um, and so uh, I think you're right. 
Marie, it's not going to go back to how it was. You know, that focus and that spotlight is well and truly there. And that is something that um, supply chain has craved, has wanted, has wanted to be heard, wanted to be understood. Um, and now that spotlight is there, now that focus is there. I think it's really important now to, to you know, get traction with that and, and utilise that going forward. I think one thing it does highlight, I mean, you look back through the history of the supply chain function in businesses, and it is actually, um, you know, quite a short history, um, which has grown out of kind of the more transactional logistical elements of the business. So what you will have seen over the last couple of years is those people who preferred that kind of more transactional, transactional way of working have been challenged with the decision-making element that has come into the job of um, supply chain and planning. Um, and the exposure and the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, as I said, it's probably something we've advocated all along that, you know, you need to move from being um, administrators to being kind of optimizers and, and kind of understanding what balances and trade-offs you're making. But definitely that has put the spotlight on it in the last couple of years. Mm. So what do you think the future looks like for uh, supply chain leaders? Don't worry, I'm not asking you to make a huge prediction that I'm going to then come back to you and say, aha, you were wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting time, right? Because the, the, the skills perhaps, I mean, let's be realistic. Let's talk about the leaders. They're probably of our generation. They, they've been trained in a certain method, methodology, business types of processes. There's a lot of unlearning to be done, right? There's a lot of change or, or mindset shifts uh, to become data-driven leaders who allow failure, who, you know, in a world where there's such voracious, you know, disruption and volatility. So, so, so what does the supply chain leader, a su successful supply chain leader, I know they're a statistician and I know they're an economist and I know that they are a diplomat. So they're wearing multiple hats. Would you add to that any other hats? Good question to dwell on. <laughs> I, I, I think that they have a huge opportunity. I think there's huge opportunity if, the, if they're able to live with uncertainty. So I think the key in all of this is the ability to live with uncertainty, to assess risk, to, to communicate that and to be flexible and adaptable when things change. So assessing the risk means understanding, you know, what are the trigger points for a different course of action? Where, you know, what assumptions am I making? And therefore, when do I need to challenge those assumptions? When do I need to uh, take a different course of action based on how the environment is changing? So I think the opportunity is there to... Um, to build on this spotlight, to build on this new understanding of, of what supply chain is about. Um, as Erica said, it's not just about the logistics and the transactional side. It's about being able to optimize and use supply chain as a differentiator within businesses. And so that opportunity is there for leaders to take, I think. So I think that all leads to the fact that they have to be open to the fact that there is no definite description of what their role is going to be going forward. It has mm -hmm. to be adaptable and it has to be um, able to flex with the challenges that are going to come. 
maybe five years down the line, we can have a better description of what that leadership looks like. But right now it's about openness to change. Adaptability, really, at the end of the day, you know, that's one of the obsessions I've had has been the fixation that a lot of companies have had with transformation being about technology. Uh, and uh, the just shiny new object syndrome, the I must go and buy that new piece of tech without dealing with the underlying issues of people and processes. And so I feel that there's a gap, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel that there's a bit of a gap in leadership styles and leadership management abilities and how you manage this volatility now it there is no magic bullet there is no all of a sudden ai and emma and machine learning is going to come in or we're going to all going to be living in the metaverse and everything's going to be fixed it's all going to be done through people so i think and again from my little corner of the world what i see is the biggest challenge people have right now is how to manage teams and how to be an effective leader in an in a disruptive environment so so I agree with you guys. I, I agree with both of you. I believe that this is this is the uh, where the battle is. Uh, and do you think that there's an appetite? Well, do you think there's an appetite to change that? I think yes. Uh, you know, I think if they if, if supply chain leaders are really listening to their teams, then a hundred percent yes. Um, you know, it, it, that that recognition of just how much everybody's put into the last couple of years to be able to get through that. Um, and the fact that harnessing that kind of um, adaptability, flexibility, um, being able to uh, look at uh, various options and decide, review, et cetera, et cetera. I think that is absolutely something that um, supply chain leaders who are listening to their teams will recognize is what is vital going forward. Yeah, I mean, we've been seeing that recently, haven't we? Yeah. Where, um, you know, we've been asked where new uh, recent senior leaders have come into position and it's been recognized that they're lacking um, and want to develop in areas around these skill sets, you know, for us to kind of put coaching programs together as well. Um, particularly, you know, people are coming in, not necessarily directly through a supply chain route, but, um, you know, have to cope with all the different um, permutations of what a supply chain um, in terms of supply and demand brings to them, putting together and especially, especially their kind of uh, C-suite people recognizing that their supply chain leaders need support mm -hmm. um, and are dealing with things yeah. that they might not have dealt with before and, and giving them that support through coaching programs is a, is a good example of what's being seen to happen in, in the better businesses. Well, then, then let's add more complexity into things in the fact that we're also trying to create a sustainable future, uh, you know, trying to drive um, ESG initiatives. So not only are we trying to, I don't know, avert crisis and deal with disruption and ships stuck in canals and, uh, you know, impending war and in different places and uh, tariffs, but we're also dealing with trying to do that whilst uh, you know, dealing with different types of um, carbon emission challenges and, and, and targets. And on top of that, bringing in diverse talent into the, because that's one thing that I think that the pandemic did because it elevated supply chain to a household uh, term. It's opened up the, um, the job to anybody, to anybody to come in here. So I think that creates a perfect scenario for leaders 
to have to be adaptable, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and it's, it, you're absolutely right that not only do we need to deal with the here and now, we need to have a strategic focus as well. And that is really, you know, that has been really hard, yeah. um, but it's something that we need to reignite. Um, and, you know, the, the complexity around what the future will look like um, in terms of how we make strategic decisions, that's also something that um, uh, senior leaders need to embrace and think about in terms of how to approach that. You know, there's no, there's no one right answer. Um, we have to, when we're thinking strategically, we have to evaluate different options. We have to think about, you know, what the risks around those, um, those routes might be. And, and quite often, given the busy, busy lives that the supply chain teams have at the moment, that's about creating extra resource to think about that medium-term, long-term horizon. As Sarah said, everything is about the here and now and dealing with the day-to-day. -day. And mm. um, a lot of our clients all say, you know, I'm not doing my leadership job correctly because I am not thinking about the future at the moment. I can't think about the future. I'm still mm -hmm. stuck in the present. I'm still yeah. stuck with dealing with this present. So, yeah. But it's a fundamental part of their role. It's a fundamental part of dealing with the mm. things that we don't even know that's coming. Sarah, Erica, this is the time, the only time we've got. I appreciate you being here now. Uh, I would recommend anyone to please reach out to Sarah and Erica because uh, you are dealing with uh, leaders every day, helping them tackle these very, very same questions. So please reach out to them. The details will be in, uh, in the, at the end of this podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. Good to see you. Great. And everybody listening, we will catch you the next one. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today at Transform Talks. I hope you found this valuable. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. I'll see you at the next one.